Welcome to Sea Time, everybody. The off-road show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Sea Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. <laughs> Welcome to Seat Time, everybody. Brian Pierce here. Thank you very much for tuning in. Of course, Seat Time is presented by Fly Racing, the fly, fine folks at Fly Racing making wicked awesome gear for you guys out there. So not only can you stay warm when it is cold outside, but you can stay cool when it is warm outside. I don't and, know, does that make sense? Yeah, Coldness. and you look cool. So you look, you stay warm when it's cold, and you stay cool when it's warm. You do it all while looking cool. Wow, looking cool. So flyracing.com, please go check them out. Of course, thank you for your support. Fly, are you fly? I'm fly. Nice, I like it. Uh, that's the only flash you're going to get for the evening from myself <laughs> or from Jordan, so hopefully you caught it. If not, we'll just go with it. You guys can just hit the rewind button. Of course, uh, big thanks to Stillwell Performance and also the fine folks over at Kinda Tire USA. So you can check them out, kindatire.com. And stillwellperformance.com. Obviously, Stillwell Performance, if you're looking for any kind of off-road suspension or knowledge, you can head to their website and they can help you out there. And then, of course, kindatires.com. Make sure you get some awesome sticky rubber for your tires. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the tires that you guys should be picking up as you're heading to things like the Full Gas Sprint Enduro this weekend, maybe the National Hare and Hounds, and then in two weeks, another National Enduro. Woo, woo. A lot going on, a lot going on. So, of course, Seat Time. You guys can find us, obviously, on the website, seattime.co. We are live currently. If you don't pay attention to us live, that's okay, too. We are archived. So, of course, on the website, you can find us on YouTube, or iTunes, or Stitcher if you're just in for the audio version and think that I'm unattractive. Luckily enough, Jordan always makes me look better. <laughs> and if nothing else, she just looks good, so then it doesn't really matter what I look like, and everybody's okay with that. So there you go. So, of course... Uh, Dallas Supercross this past weekend. That was fun. It was. It was awesome. That was really neat. So, for those of you guys that didn't know, Supercross has been going on. Sure, we're an off-road show, but of course, you got to pay attention to that kind of stuff while you can. Uh, awesome, awesome, Tom. Ryan Dungey looked good. It was interesting listening to the Pulp Mech show, though. They talked about how the track really wasn't that good at passing. It seemed like a lot of people played follow the leader. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I agree or disagree because I just had too much fun watching the racing, <laughs> I guess, opposed to analyzing it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's tough right. sometimes. Uh, so, but overall, good experience. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so uh, good too. Rocky Mountain <laughs> ATV hooked us up with some tickets, and Jordan and her husband Cooper got to take advantage of that. So, big thanks to those guys for you know uh, allowing us to have those. I guess. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, no, for sure. And then uh, I, I just wanted to say thank you to all the cool people that I got to run into that you know enjoy the show. Uh, There's quite a few different people that were like, "Hey, you know, watch the show. Thanks." We even had a couple guests. Uh, I ran into. One guy, Casey Sullivan, he even had his uh, Seat Time beer shirt on. So that was super cool. I was like, hey, you've got the same shirt on I do. That's awesome. <laughs> so I, I was super stoked on that. That's Always really a good cool. time. You were saying about, uh, tell, tell me about the, the little uh, tase him, tase him <laughs> Tase story. him. So we were leaving the, the stadium, and, you know, everybody's all going out together and, you know, some drunk people in the mix. And uh, we walk up to, like, this huge altercation. This guy was trying to take his alcohol outside the stadium, threw his glass mug on the ground. Um, the the cop was had his taser in his hand, was like ready to tase this guy who was just crazy. And the, the crowd's rallying around going, tase him, tase him, tase him. <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, my gosh, that's got to be intense. Yeah, we didn't really have anything like that. We uh, 
we kind of like got done and slowly took our time walking out with Mike Tosh uh, from Kenda. We were chatting with him, and uh, so we just kind of were do 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 just just chatting it up. And so even if like things were going on, we didn't. Even, <laughs> you missed some good like, stuff. <laughs> yeah, we made it back over to the BTO rig, and of course, uh, we got a kind of a little swag bag for being part of the VIP program Sweet. and all that. Uh, it was funny. Mike uh, Mike ran into Mathis. Steve Mathis from Publix. Like, hey, Mathis, have you met Brian from Seat Time? He's like, yeah, and. It, and then Mike, I don't know if Mike had a couple drinks or whatever, but he goes, "Oh wait, are you guys like competitors? Is this awkward now?" And I was like, "No, it, he does. You know, it's this is Mathis. I'm Brian. You know, he doesn't want to be my friend. That's okay. I'll I'll talk with him, but whatever. Like he just he, you know, we're cool. I it's think. only awkward because you made it awkward, Mike. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it looks like we've got a little bit of a connection. It's going in and out with Mr. Ricky Russell. So while we've got him, we're going to talk to him. Ricky, if at any point we do lose you, we will call you back. So let's not get caught in a two-way battle of trying to butt heads. How's that sound to you? Is it working right Yeah. Time? I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I just can't see you. That's okay. Let's just roll with that. We're spe- I told you I'm too ugly. That's the problem. Yeah. That well, actually, there's a picture of just your face in some weird kind of look. <laughs> worse than just looking at you guys sitting on the couch. So what you're saying is you're into it. No, not so much. Okay, we'll just deal with it because I'm sexy and I know it. Um, so, Mr. Ricky Russell, you've been in the Pacific Northwest training for the 2015 season, GNCC racing, maybe possibly some other stuff out there. So what has that time been like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's been good. I, I uh, came off an injury at the end of last year, GNCC. Uh, the last race was Unadilla, and then drove home uh, a couple weeks after that and just pretty much been trying to get my wrists back to 100%. And uh, everyone got, everyone who's been through that, the scaphoid is the main terrible bone in your wrist. And I uh, just took my time, really, just made sure I did it right and didn't push it and uh, talked to a lot of people who have been through it. I just knew I needed to not do it wrong and rush it and re-hurt it. So just took my time on healing and did it right and just slowly got back into mountain biking and back into dirt biking, and now it's back to 100% and just been getting back onto my training program, just going at it now. And uh, this wrist is finally good, and uh, just now I drove back here and getting up with the Yamaha guys over here, and uh, we're getting back going. Uh like what, when I left with Paul last year. Right. Very cool. Well, um, we, we were talking with Stu Baylor two weeks ago, and when we were doing that, we obviously talked with him about his wrist. He did really good at the National Enduro, and he just so happened to be like, yeah, you know, I, I use this really kind of interesting jazz wrist brace thing. Uh, and he's like, I yeah. just gave it to Charlie Mullins, and literally the next day we see a picture of Charlie Mullins using it um, on Instagram. So obviously that's a thing. This, this crazy wrist brace, is that something that you used as well to kind of get mobility back in the wrist? Uh, no, I saw that. That was pretty cool. Uh, no, I just I just spent uh, went, went a couple times to physical therapy a week, um, and then I also got the new – Stu also has one and Charlie, those uh, the all-sport sport dynamics wrist brace that we ride with. Yep. And uh, just really helps support it while I'm riding. And um, at first I ruined like – Oh, I 
Let's see what's happening. Sad see what's day. happening. Obviously, uh, we were. It's funny because we were talking about this right before we went live. We were like, "Man, <laughs> this is like the clearest picture we've ever had with anybody in South Carolina." <laughs> and of course, once we go live, everything just craps out. Yeah, of us. we said it was going to happen too. We probably so, should have said that. That's kind of just the way it goes. Unfortunately, <laughs> par for the course. So. Uh, the all sport dynamics. I, I've noticed recently that they've actually been talking a lot about you know don't think of this as you need to wear this after an injury. This is also a preventative thing. Oh, you know, okay. think about it kind of like, like knee braces kind of, or like a neck brace too. Or, yeah, like, like you know you would brace. wear you don't just wear that just because you've had an injury and you're like oh now I'm worried about my neck. Right. You wear that too because you're you know we do hit the ground we kind of like need that protection and stuff like that. that so makes a lot of sense. what do you think, Ricky? How are those those uh, braces working out for you? Uh, they work good. Um, I mean, I, I just have the one on my left wrist, and uh, it's, uh, I mean, it just has it doesn't bother a lot of so you really don't even know, a lot of people have issues like that, that bother me at all. Right on. I, unfortunately, for whatever reason, we are having issues with your signal. I think everybody in South Carolina just totally sucks. Do uh, you want to try to kill his video, Stephen? And if that doesn't fix it, then we'll just... Well, I can't kill... He's got to kill his. Hey, kill your video on your side uh, and just keep the audio, Ricky, for a second and see what happens. See if it cleans up any. So tell us a little bit more about those wrists. And if this doesn't work, we'll call your we'll call your phone. All right. Did you, you hear me now? Yeah, a little bit better. All right. Yeah. No, I, I was just saying... Uh, they are, they work great. They add a lot of support to your wrists, and uh, they don't bother you at all while you're riding. Which, uh, I mean, a lot of people think that they're going to cause arm pump and whatnot, but I haven't had any issues with mine, and I'll probably race with it the rest of this year just for added support. What's your mobility like when you're wearing those? Like, if if you had them on both wrists and stuff, would that affect your riding? It's, you think at all? For me, it's my clutch hand, so it's not as big of a deal. It's kind of yeah. nice. And, uh, I know a lot. Uh, Stu had his right arm, which was throttle, so you got to get the whole whiskey elbow look get that going. Chicken wing going. That chicken wing, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. But uh, I haven't had any issues. I mean, it's all adjustable on how much uh, angle you want it to bend back or forward and everything. So that makes it I, nice. Really, yeah, really no issues. Cool. Um, yeah. Those those jazz braces you were talking about. The, oh, the the JAS ones, yeah. Yeah, do those just help gain mobility back? Or? Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, you probably uh, when you weren't here, so we we showed it in the uh, in the chat room last time. But what it is is it's a, a brace that you can kind of, uh, if you say have sixty degree mobility, you know, you can then set it at sixty degrees and then slowly start to work it up. Uh, okay. And then that way you can kind of force. Um, into angles that it may not be at, but obviously when you do that, you're only going to be able to hold that for like five minutes. Right. You know, it's it's not something you do and like leave for an hour or two. Um, but you know, it's all kinds of stuff. So it's pretty That's interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah, Stephen, yeah. if you want, you can grab that picture in the chat room and throw that up there. So go ahead, Ricky. Uh, I'm just saying, yeah, there's like a certain degree that like my physical therapist wanted me to get to to say to say that it's functional and. Uh, I mean, for what I do, I was well past functional, so she was really happy with that. But that, that, that's what that device probably does, is helps you get to that functional degree. Right. The, um, it, it, the scaphoid or the novi- is also kind of referred to as the novicular, is that correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that, I mean, that, that has been, you know, uh, a, a 
career ender, if you will, for some people. But you know, uh, you know. So I mean, it sounds like with your physical therapist that you guys don't really have any worries. You know, mountain biking, obviously riding your bike again. You know, how have you been feeling on the bike? Uh good. I mean, I I didn't get the off season. I didn't get to ride as much as I wanted to, but uh, the last month or so, I've been really riding a lot, which is which is actually once I got the FX anyways, the new bike. And um, so it was perfect timing, almost right when my wrist was getting better, is right when I got the, my new bike. And, yeah, I mean, the, the wrist just came with time, less and less sore the more I rode, and now it's good to go. Nice. All right, so wrist is good. Ricky Russell had fun riding some mountain bikes, healing up after his wrist surgery, that then he got the FX. You got the FX! Okay, so before you opened the crate and before you had ridden that bike, what were you told? Were you told any expectations? Did you have any expectations as you were, you know, getting in there and and hitting that up? Uh, No, I mean, mainly just the little bit of differences from my last year's bike, the uh, six-speed transmission and the uh, uh, 18-inch rear wheel and just... um, electric start obviously and that was pretty much it um i knew it was going to be a good bike if it's the same last year's bike was great so if it's the same type of thing it's going to be good i was a little worried about the wide ratio transmission but after riding it i've uh it's it's pretty much the same and you you get used to it you just adapt pretty much adapt to how it works right um do you know that uh, that uh, that we have people in the in the room tonight that have ridden the new FX? Yep, you, I did not know that. Yes, so <laughs> Jordan and I both have ridden the new FX. We did it this past weekend. We got to hang out with Jason Rains, who apparently almost went to jail. <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. He's like that guy. Always He's out of control. <laughs> Can't send him out of state anywhere. Um, so yeah, so we we wanted to spend some time talking with you about the new FX. Um, you know, it sounds like as a racer and as a rider, you kind of know what to expect from a motorcycle, especially having ridden a Yamaha so much. But besides just like as you said, you know, you just kind of get used to it. Was there anything that really kind of stood out when you got on the bike and you were really kind of trying to say, what do I need to adapt to? Uh sorta. Uh, um, I know I know it has a slightly bigger flywheel because it charges the battery. And so when I first got onto it, I didn't want uh, I didn't want to say it was slower, but it was a smoother power than my old bike. So that was that was the biggest change right off the bat was just it was a little bit smoother and then with me not riding for uh, however many weeks, it I didn't notice it as much though just because I hadn't ridden a dirt bike for that long, so yeah. I didn't really know the pow- notice the power difference. I just my big thing was the gearing at first, but uh, um, once I once I rode it a while, I, it was good. Ex- explain that a little bit more, because Jordan, we both commented on the on the gearing, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so explain a little bit more about what you're talking about with the gearing, and that way we can kind of relate more t- to what we were feeling. Uh yeah. So it's like it's six six speed now, right? And uh, so first gear is really low. It seems like it's for a real slow trail, like nasty climbing, something super slow, which I'm usually not in first gear. Um, second gear is more standard, like it's almost like your original first gear, maybe a little bit taller, 
And then you go through all the regular deers, and then you got six gear, which is almost like an overdrive. <laughs> and so I was having issues a little bit between second and third, but once I once I I just put a little bit bigger or smaller rear sprocket, and that's perfect for me now. Yep, I think I would have done the exact same thing. Uh, or, or have wanted to do the exact same thing after we got a chance to ride the bikes this past weekend. So what we're talking about that we got a chance to do, Adventure Moto here in McKinney, Texas, hooked us up with the 2015 KTM 250 XEF, and then Jason Rains was in town doing some of the demos, which hooked us up with the 2015 YZ250FX. So we knew w- w- once we had the opportunity, we wanted to get these bikes head-to-head to figure out which one. So kind of talking about the Yamaha uh, is we, we absolutely agree like yeah. both of us because jordan rode the fx first and then came back and she was talking about the gearing feels a little interesting and then i rode it and i was like yeah first almost feels useless yeah uh, you know <laughs> that's it, exactly it, what you said i think yeah. it's like that's you, to, as a racer you can't really use it yeah yeah it'd have to be some really really technical like maybe just hopping around trousy type stuff yeah really, really Slow, slow going, that's for sure. So and then, I think after talking to a couple of different people, we probably would have come to the conclusion of, you know what, let's drop a tooth in the rear sprocket, and then that would have kind of brought that first, second, and third up a little. Now, granted, it would have brought everything up a little, but I think having you know a little bit stronger first, second, two-third gear would have really helped a lot of the stuff that we were talking about. And I completely agree. There is a weird – it was getting two-third was a little strange. Um, and it's interesting that now that I've done, a, now that we've ridden the bike, I didn't want to read too much about the bike before I rode it because I didn't want to, I guess, overthink. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of get on it and have have initial feelings without any initial thoughts. And uh, I go back and read stuff, and there was a lot of people that talk about that initial in between second and third. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like the little bit lower, a little bit uh, smaller rear sprocket because then you can run out second gear just a little bit longer you know mm. it's, it made second longer gear because it was it second seemed a little short to me right. yeah right. yeah that makes a lot of sense and uh you were also talking about how it seemed smoother than the previous year's yz's and i think that's something we definitely said when we jumped on it doesn't i wouldn't technically say slower but it was just a different how the power was used was a little bit different just very smooth and yeah um, it's just like kind of what it like saying taking a YZ two fifty two striker or any other four fifty and putting a little bit of a flywheel weight on it. Yeah, that's pretty. That's what I get out of it, and that's kind of what it is, really. Awesome. Yeah, and and so complete comparison to the two fifty XC, the KTM version. Mm-hmm. If you we, we we looked at the flywheels, and literally the KTM one is almost half the size. Yeah. It is tiny. Really? compared to the flywheel on the FX. And, you know, that was one of the things that Jason was kind of like, yeah, we know it has a heavier flywheel. And I kind of look over and I was like, you're damn right it does. I was like, look at the differences here. And that was one of those things that it's kind of like, it's not bad by any means, but it it is one of those, like, get used to it kind of things. Yeah. And uh, it almost like, so that was one thing that was different and weird to us, but also kind of complimented it in the end when we made our final decision. But... Um, you, you mentioned that the flywheel weight charges the battery on the YZ. Mm. Is that what you said? Yep, yep. So uh, I just remember when... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no. It's all you. Oh, um, whenever the bikes got hotter and we were trying to start them and stuff with electric starts, I felt like the YZ did start easier than the KTM, and I wonder if that flywheel weight helps keep that battery. 
huh. a little bit stronger. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because we did actually have a lot of trouble with the KTM once it got hot. Now, granted, um, I did talk to Brian about that, and that is literally, um, you know, that that bike. We we were trying to find the most stock KTM we could, and unfortunately, it was obviously a brand new KTM off the showroom floor for guys like us. We're, we're fun riders, but we're not that. You know, <laughs> we're just not somebody that somebody's going to be able to find a brand you guys new bike. Take it right. So that's fine. So Brian's story. This was actually his six days bike, and he did not get a chance to do the top end on that bike. Yeah. So, so granted, that's... there is a chance that some of that the the, the starting issue we're having is maybe a little bit of lack of compression. Yeah, definitely. Or something like that, especially while it was getting hot. I mean, Cooper. That sounds right, right? That sounds smart. <laughs> He's just nodding his head. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. is surprisingly, like, I was really surprised how good this electric start works. I say, like, it's, I think it'll be really good for jeans and C starts. Ah. So. Great question, though. So, what bikes have you had in the past that have had electric starts? Um, and so and a, with that, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how familiar you are, you know, with bikes that have had electric starts before. I had a KTM 350s in uh, 2000. I had a four, KTM 450 in 2011 and KTM 350 in 2012. And they they, they didn't have issues. It just seemed like they wanted to turn over a little bit more before they fired. Where it just seems like this is it's just it's pretty quick. Like you. Say especially once you warm it up a little, they just—it's. It, I mean, you hit the button and it starts. It seems like right. Now, here's one thing that we wanted to do that we didn't get a chance to really test out was to to, to simulate a real start. So, in that sense of simulating a real start, have you done that? Like, have you been on the quote unquote starting line, used the button, and the second you know it started, you know, just wrapped back the throttle and brought it to you know six thousand RPMs. And, and if you have, how is it reacted? Um, I haven't really raced with the bike much yet. I did one local race back home before I left. Yeah, but you were going to test your starts, yeah. right, Ricky? But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I was going to say just last week um, we got the whole crew, the whole blue crew over here. Our, uh, we probably got like seven of us, and uh, we were all doing practice starts together so it's kind of intense because you have each other trying to beat everyone and uh, one guy up, up ahead said 10 seconds and we're all sitting there kind of a reenactment of the GNCC and then we would all do we did probably I don't know 20 or 30 starts and yeah it, it, it's quick I got if, if, if I uh, nailed it which was just my posture and everything hooked up good I usually got the jump which the bike was I mean it starts good Okay. Sure. In gear or not in gear? Uh, in second gear. In second, second gear. gear. All right. Yeah. That's impressive. Did, did you ever kick it in comparison uh, to? Uh, sometimes I would try uh, kicking it and hitting the button. Okay. And that seemed to work too. Yeah. I've I've heard of people doing that, and I wonder. And I I've tried it a couple of times. The only reason I I got away from it for myself anyway was because I could never find a good position standing and then moving the the button to where I could kick. And while pushing and then feel like I could get on the throttle. And I, I've always wanted to move it to the left side, but then I'm like, well, crap. Then I'll be, like, pushing the button and trying to hold the clutch. And I'm like, you know I what? Think- I'm going to just stop all this mumbo-jumbo and just kick the damn thing because i got a Kickstarter. <laughs> didn't I, didn't yeah. we move the button on my WR Cooper? And I kicked and pushed the button for starts. We moved the button to the left side. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to do, to do that, but, you know, I didn't. Yeah, and I had a recluse. So I didn't have to worry about the whole clutch thing. So One day. 
I'll have one too. One day. Well, we're getting ready. I think I'm getting ready to sell my bike, so it's kind of like one of those things where like, and I've been talking about that for like three or four months, so it's kind of like... <laughs> you really have. I really want to sell it, so I don't want to buy any parts for it, except the ones that except are going to make it look another sexier, year, you know, but, yeah. and I'm still <laughs> like, on the bike. Like 2017, I could really like, man, use some tires. <laughs> is awesome. Yeah, I'm running slicks because I'm like, man, it's going to be sold next week. I don't want to buy new tires yet. I'm just running bibs. I don't yeah, even have don't tires worry. anymore. <laughs> oh, well, Ricky. So we got yeah. full gas coming up this weekend. We got a National Enduro the weekends after that. And then, of course, we're going down to Daytona, well, to Florida, which around Daytona-ish, to start off the GNCC series. Um, what, what's coming up for you? What does your schedule look like with the Blue Crew? <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Daniel's doing all the Enduros and, and GNCCs. But I'll probably do the Sprint Enduro this weekend. And then um, the next weekend, probably a local... I'm either going to do the Enduro, National Enduro, or the uh, Mid-East Series. They got um, some good races down here, and I did a lot last year just for fun local racing just to get that intensity. And um, then the next weekend, I think that's the June C, yeah, like you said. And, um, yeah, hopefully should be ready to go by then. Sexy. It's like we blinked and the GNCCs are back again. I know, right? And you're still not there. Sad day. <laughs> one day, one day. That's okay. We might all be riding Colorado this summer together. Heck yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Could be good times. Um, well, I'm really looking forward to this stuff. So now it's like you had Paul Wibley, a foreigner, and you had Josh Strang, a foreigner, <laughs> and then you thought you got rid of him, and then you got another foreigner in Daniel Milner. It's like, uh, how does it, how, I mean, does it feel okay? Are you okay with this? <laughs> Could you, did you, do you just want a year without any without any crazy foreigners from down under? Yeah, no, it's all good. <laughs> Paul, just hanging out with Paul and everything, all of his help, he helped me a ton. I, I he can't thank him enough, and uh, so he was a huge step in my program. Just getting situated and prepared for GNC races. It's it, he, no one will ever be match his fitness, but at least I know what to do. To try to be be ready for three hours of intensity, and um, and then I, I hung out with Josh a little bit, not not nearly as much as Paul. Josh was just uh, in and out here and there. Yeah. But this year, yeah, Milner's down here, and I'm actually I actually just moved in with him. We're we're in uh, Paul's old old place right now. So yeah, I mean it's good. We're we're living with each other now, and so we can get up and eat the same thing and go. I'll go do the same thing. So what a it's, cute it's, little couple. Yeah, especially someone with that kind of talent and uh, that fast on a motorcycle. It's good for each other. Just uh, we push each other. So absolutely. Well, um, does your girlfriend cook for him as well, or does she kind of see him as the enemy now and doesn't? <laughs> no, uh, girlfriend. Uh, dro- she drove uh, south, or she she we left Washington uh, a week and a half ago. Headed back, and she drove with me back, and then she flew out uh, that Friday, which which was so she was only here for about a half a week, and she's back home working. So she's not going to be here. She'll be in and out, kind of, but not like the previous years here cooking. Oh man, the, the bunkhouse. No, the bunkhouse is going to be. Who's going to cook? Yeah, for you guys are going to be eating some <laughs> shitty food. It's going to be like when we were in the bunkhouse and we ate bojangles every day. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be rough. But, uh, 
Yeah. Well, we get it figured out. Right on. Well, uh, have you got any new uh, any new fly gear or any? Have you had a chance to maybe try the sector boots or anything like that? Yeah, got got a uh, fly. Always hooks it up, and uh, yeah, I got some sweet new fly gear. Always looking good. And we just had our photo shoot the other day, and yeah, I I, I uh, got two pairs of sectors, and I've ran them, and they they seem like a good boot for. Uh, for a huge, huge upgrade for fly, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, they didn't, they didn't really have a high end boot until no, the, until the, exactly. sec, the sector came out. So this is. I don't have to ride with them like once so far, but uh, it felt, you know, a new boots feel, a little yep. stiff, a little, little like a fish out of water. But yeah, I think once you, once I get them broke in, they'll be definitely a good boot. Right on. Um, so we did have one question that came through email. You guys can, on the Seat Time website, we have a contact us form. You guys can send over questions if you have them for the show or for guests that we're going to be having on, all that kinds of stuff. Uh, this was from, uh, what was it, Moto Fro. Moto uh, Fro. So how tall is Ricky Russell was the question mark. And then I'm 6'8 and wondering how special his setup is versus the rest of the blue crew. I think we talked about this last time a little bit. Too. I think we did talk a little about your height, yeah. I'm only uh six one um so nothing no no six eight that's for sure right but, uh, <laughs> i don't have anything too special just pretty much i actually run a low bar i like the lower bar and uh i don't know i i had nothing special for for the height that's for sure and actually milner's six one also so yeah nothing, he does anything special either huh and if do you run flex bars Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, how do you? I, be, I bet you that helps a lot with the wrist. Stuart, Stu was yeah. talking about how much he enjoys running uh, his flex bars because of the flex. fact that you know it's it's suspension flex for the wrist. Yeah, flex bars are a must. They're uh, awesome with the uh, wrist injury, especially. And I actually have GPR rubber mounted triple clamp with the flex bar, so I'm all it's all flexed around. It's <laughs> great, great for my wrist. <laughs> He's super flexed. Super flexed. That's yeah. that way uh, you can look more tall and gangly, more so than normal, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Well, dude, I say good luck. Thanks for being on the show. Have fun out there. And I don't know if we're going to be making any GNCCs this year. Last year, of course, we got to do it to do the Woody and Stevens Arrive and Ride Adventure. Um, if anybody out there, we obviously are going to talk to our sponsors first, but if anybody wants us to come and maybe uh, to rep their product at one of the events, we're obviously down to do that. So if anybody thinks they'd like to be a part, let us know. We'll look into it. But other than that, Ricky Russell, you have a good night. And uh, I guess thanks for being on the show, dude. I appreciate it. Next time, we'll uh, I'll hopefully have internet and won't have to run uh, the hotspot off my phone. Ah, well, South you're Carolina, in, you know. Yeah, you're 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 either at the bunkhouse or Randy's, and we're we're not gonna we're not gonna hold our breath. So uh, I was, I'm going through my phone, and uh, Jason actually just called me, and he that's what ruined our connection. And then my mom called me, and that's what ruined the connection again. So Those yeah, <laughs> we'll get it figured out one day. One day. one day, South Carolina will get Wi-Fi. One day, <laughs> one day, South Carolina will have the internet. <laughs> I doubt it, but hey, we can always hold <laughs> we out. We can right? hold out. Awesome. Well, Mr. Ricky Russell, thank you very much. Keep being Ricky Bobby, and uh, yeah, we'll chat with you soon, dude. Thanks. Sound good. Take it easy. Later. See ya. So what'd yeah. you think? What, about what? About Mr. Ricky Bustle. Rick, Ricky, Ricky Bobby. Bustle. Ricky Bustle. <laughs> Ricky Bustle. Ricky, Ricky Bobby Russell. Ricky Bobby Russell. Well, you know. I think he's going to do good this year. I'm excited to watch him on the 250FX. I know. That's going to be cool.
That really is going to be neat to see that. Yep. I'm excited. Um, and then Brad Bakken is going to be racing the FX as well yeah. um, for the National Enduros. On his kind of like that new team, it's kind of like motosport.com. Yeah, and it just, didn't they like just release kind of his deal? Yeah, they, they, I think they released it like the week before. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, cool. It was pretty intense. Uh, so, of course, Fly Racing. Check them out at flyracing.com. They're huge supporters of not just Sea Time, but of the off-road scene and all the moto scene out there. That's one of the biggest things that we need to make sure we do as you know, purveyors of the sport is to support the people that definitely support the sport. And I think that Fly Racing is one of those, and they're the ones that do it. So you don't have to buy it through flyracing.com or even support them through their website. You can go to the local dealer. And if they don't carry fly, ask them to do so. Uh, WPS is the distributor, so easy enough to do that. Of course, uh, Kenda Tires. So if you guys are going to, uh, I think Range should hook up seat time with a couple FXs for the National Enduro. Yeah. I mean, why not? I think yeah. uh, the guy Cooper Bailey's got a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> that Cooper Bailey, he's a genius. Yeah, he's figuring it out, buddy. He's figuring it out. Um, so Kenda Tires, we're going to be talking with Kenda as we get closer to what is going on. Uh, what is going on closer to the National Enduro so that way you guys kind of know what tires to run. Obviously, the Washougal 2s work really good. The Millville 2s work really good. But we don't know what the weather is going to be like just yet. So we don't know if it's going to be too sandy or if it's going to be good moisture in the dirt, how everything's going to pan out. And, of course, once Texas comes around, we'll be able to tell you guys even more about that. Yep. That'll be nice. So Mr. Trevor Bollinger, so for those of you who don't know, Part of the reason that Ricky Russell's connection might have been so bad was because of the crazy snowstorm that they're having over there. It's so bad around Trevor Bollinger's place that he actually doesn't have power. So he, we're <laughs> FaceTiming right now, and he's using a flashlight to make himself look sexy. I don't even know if he has clothes on, to be honest. So what is going on, Mr. Trevor Bollinger? What's up? No, we're just, uh, I'm down here in Baylor's actually, so I'm probably not too far from Ricky, but... Yeah, we had a bad ice storm last night and uh, knocked the power out. So I'm in the van with the light on, FaceTiming you guys. That is that is awesome. So we've had people in Starbucks pulled over into Starbucks. We've had people in vans before. Uh, Jay Money, yeah, uh, was in a van before. I mean, we've had some. Becca was like in her truck at a gas station. Yes, I think we have had some interesting people, interesting <laughs> places. I guess as long as nobody's like in a movie theater from time, like oh, I got to do that fucking seat time interview. Dang it. <laughs> Put my phone in the movie and call them in. <laughs> I think we'll be okay. So, dude, I have to ask really quick: How awesome was the ISDE? Uh, it was pretty fun, you know. It, it was a great experience. Uh, I mean, the conditions wasn't really anything I've ever rode before, but you know, the experience was good, and uh, I look forward to going back. And uh, you know, hopefully, there'll be some trees next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, open, sandy. In like the sand, it was the sand was sandy. Like it, it was, there was silt within the silt. It was the craziest looking stuff. And obviously, I didn't race it. I was just seeing pictures on the internet. Um, and then not a single tree. It didn't look like. But and then you guys had these weird rock sections that came out of nowhere. So it seemed like conditions that yeah, you probably from the east coast of the United States of America have never seen in your life. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty weird. That's for sure. All right, all right. So. <clears throat> New team this year. You and Stu Baylor have teamed up to kind of create your own little uh, own little privateer team. Uh, we had Stu on a couple weeks ago after he did really well at the National Enduro. At, at that National Enduro, you had a little bit of issues, but you as well still did really good. It's your second time ever running that kind of a National Enduro format. First one, obviously, for 2015. So, you know, kind of tell us a little bit about what, what it's taken you to get used to, you know, 
the new logistics, the new bike, all the new stuff that you've had going on for 2015 that kind of brought you into that first event? Yeah, you know, uh, me and Stu are pretty good friends. We was friends before the team deal, and uh, we didn't. neither one of us have really had an offer from anyone. And, uh, you know, we just got together and was like, hey, you know, maybe we can get some support from KTM and, you know, create our own team ourselves. And that's kind of what we did. And, you know, as far as getting used to the bike, it's been great. You know, the KTM's like, I mean, obviously everybody's on one. So, I mean, it's got to be the best bike out there, I think. And, uh, you know, I've really adapted to it well. And I feel like I'm riding better than I ever have. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, getting the GNCC started off. You know, the Enduros aren't really my main focus. I'm just trying to go through there and, uh, you know, put in a solid year. But, you know, the GNCCs is where I want to shine and, uh, you know, really prove myself there again. So Yeah. And um, I know there was a – it was funny. I was talking with Jen Kenyon just because I saw you practicing a lot on that 350. Now, the 350 that you were riding, that's, is that what you'll be running for the National Enduros and you'll be XC2 for the GNCCs? Yeah, I'll be on 350 at the Enduros okay. and then uh, 350F at the GNCCs. So. Nice. Well, um, yeah. so for you – um, you know, kind of having to, you've always kind of been, I think, uh, what I think has been kind of like, you know, smaller privateer teams without very much support and things like that. So how does this feel compared to that? Is this actually a little bit better? Is it on par with what you're used to um, team-wise? Oh, this is like the most support I've ever got. Okay. And uh, I look at Stu kind of weird sometimes because he's, he's been on the factory team and he's like, well, it's it, it's hard times right now, but it's the best I've ever seen it. So, you know, it, it's kind of weird, but but yeah. yeah. And, and so now that you're feeling that you're 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 on what you you know you're saying is the best that you've ever had. Like, how does that make you feel as a rider? And I'm asking this question because I think a lot of people wonder. Where does that confidence come from? Sometimes you know you ha- you have been riding really good. It looks like so you know I'm kind of wondering you know how that's played into your confidence and, and the way you feel like when you're riding. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, just like gauging myself off the people we've been riding with. You know, I've been sitting down here and uh, at the Baylor's, and you know we all ride and train together, and I, I guess that's how I gauge it pretty much is just how I feel on the bike and uh, you know how I feel compared to other people. Right. Um, Honda to KTM. I would say that that's a pretty big, a pretty big difference. Uh, you know, not just the Japanese manufacturer to the European model, but, uh, you know, I, I would have, you know, you've kind of been riding a little bit older bikes too, I think with some of the Hondas that you've had, uh, just here recently. So tell us a little bit about kind of, you know, the switches that you had to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I read the uh, 2012 and 13 were the same on the Honda. I didn't really knock the new ones, so that's what we went with. And, you know, as far as the KTM, I mean, actually my Honda, I had a built motor, and it's not even close to what a stock KTM motor is without a pop or anything. So, you know, the power is, like, nothing I've ever rode before, like, compared to my Honda. So that was easy to get used to. And, uh, you know, we're using BART for suspension and stuff, so that's been going real smooth. Um, yeah, the bike... I was actually surprised I rode it stock with not even a pop or suspension done for like two weeks. And, uh, you know, it was fine like that. So, huh? Yeah. Uh, uh, we were just, when we were just talking with Ricky Russell, we were telling him that we got a chance to ride. We did kind of a head to head comparison between the 2015 KTM 250 XEF and the 2015 YZ 250 FX this past weekend. So we've got 
thoughts, I guess you could say, on both bikes, and the KTM was awesome. Um, biggest yeah. kind of thing, I guess, that was tough to get used to was how harsh the suspension was. Now, this is obviously coming from somebody who doesn't ride at your level. I think that you guys would probably ride a stiffer suspension than than, I, than somebody like myself, obviously with Jordan, because of the fact that Jordan weighs 110 pounds wet. So it's obviously a, a big difference there. You know, we can't ask. And I'm 100 times slower, so that also, you know, even yeah. more. But, uh, and then another thing, too, it's like, say, like, on the FX, we noticed that first and second gear just kind of, Needed some needed some work. Ricky Russell said he dropped the gear in uh, in the back in the back sprocket, and that helped a lot. And we think, okay, cool. But we noticed on the KTM that the uh, the aggressiveness of like kind of the lower gears, like they weren't just torquey, but you could like kind of wrap them out. And we really, I really liked that. Yeah, it's just one of those things where maybe a newer rider, a little bit more of a less advanced rider, might be able to get themselves into trouble with something like that. So, kind of, what are your thoughts on maybe you know how the the low end of the bike performs? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the bike a lot. The only the only part I think that could use some help is like on the bottom end, but you know, I'm I also weigh like 200 pounds, so you know, on the 250F, that's a lot of weight to pull around. But you know, especially on the top end, that thing revs to the moon. So you know, that's that's a big step from where I've come from. So yeah, um, do you guys using any kind of recluse torque drive, um, or are you guys using like one of the auto clutches or anything like that? No, we run Henson clutches. So, okay. Yeah. Is now with the Henson clutch. Now uh, everybody kind of thinks recluse. They think auto clutch, all that kinds of stuff. Now, I, and I don't think that Henson has anything like that. But in their product lineup, does Henson offer you know a different range? And if they do, like what kind of part you know what of their range are you guys running, clutch wise? We're, we're just running the standard you know standard clutch that Henson makes, but. I, I actually don't even think they make like an auto clutch or anything like that. Yeah, I don't believe they do. I just I know I've seen some of the the different clutch manufacturers. You know, they've kind of got their their pro level stuff and kind of a little bit more intermediate. You know, and, and there's different performance that you can get out of those different parts. So I just didn't know if you guys, yeah, were, you know, running like yeah. the hot shit or just kind of <laughs> like hence it's good. Just run the just you know run it bone dry like it is and just goes with yeah. it. Yeah, so, yeah, we're just running the standard stuff. So I like it. I like it. Um. <laughs> KTM, you you enjoyed that thing. I did. The power was like you said. It's it's fast. Do you now I know that you know kind of in the long run. You know we we picked the bikes we picked, and obviously we're not telling you guys for a reason because that video will be coming out later this week. Um, but with the KTM, is you know talking about how aggressive that power is for somebody like yourself when you were riding it. Is that a what would you do to it, or do you think you get used to it as it is, or would you try to adjust? That power, any? Um, I would probably put a recluse in it. That would just help me. And the fact that I felt like I was working the clutch a lot, and that that wears me out. But I'm used to riding with a recluse. Um, and I also think it would tone it down just a, a tad bit. Um, maybe add a heavier flywheel weight on it for me. And that's uh, not a bad idea for me. Too. So uh, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, it had so much torque. I just felt like it, it could just rip out of my arms, which is awesome if I had the strength to hold it under right. me. And um, I I liked that, and so I mean you can get out of any kind of mess with just a blip of the throttle, but uh, yeah, it kind of wore me out a little bit. Huh. All right. Yeah. And I I kind of yeah I liked how aggressive it was, but it's yeah it's it's all to suit that rider. So we also know that like we were talking about the FX and the XC, those kind of bikes they do come with different. You can adjust the mapping on those bikes. So is that something maybe that you guys have played with or or even you know kind of delved into? No, I mean we haven't really 
the, the I mean, I just ran my bike pretty much stock. We threw an FMF on it and the clutch, and you know, that's that's pretty much all we do to them. Right on, man. That's well, that's really good because that's one of the things that we were talking about is what do people need to do to these bikes? And I think that that's that's also comes down to one of those determining factors when somebody's going to maybe buy a 250XCF off the floor or they're going to buy you know the 250FX off the floor. Kind of, all right, cool. It costs X as is, but then what do I have yeah. to do to it after the fact? To race so, it, yeah. And I think somebody like Jordan, you know, would off the floor be a little bit better on the FX in the sense that, you know, the way that she's just talking about the power delivery, she's talking about the suspension where, you know, she would have to probably get that KTM, you know, worked on right off the bat for that kind of stuff. But uh, so you're still with Fly. Fly is a huge sponsor of Sea uh, yeah. Time, which everybody knows and loves. So check them out at flyracing.com. <laughs> but uh, have you, do you guys happen to uh, have access to the sector boots? Um, actually, we we just uh, me and Stu both had a CD deal, and you know we just stuck with that. And okay, kept that chip going. So yeah, no, it's going to be cool to see that. And I, I ask mainly out of uh, you know concern in the sense that I want to know how they feel. Um, I think uh, some of the only feedback that I've heard that's been negative is that um, if you notice on a lot of boots, they have the, the plastic kind of on the inside to try to help grip the frame and the, the plastic <coughs> on the bike. And sometimes people are saying that that's just it's too slippery, uh, that you mm. kind of almost have to run grip tape on the, on the frame and on the side of the bike to really help grip with those sector boots. I noticed the Garneau, the Garnets, Garneaux, Garnier, whatever that I run, they, they grip really well. Um, but yeah, you could see that being an issue. I know Mark Cook, he runs some weird peg steezers or something. Mark Wood. Yeah, Mark Cock. That guy, <laughs> that guy does all kinds that of guy. weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd be really interested though to, to test that theory. This, I know, this Dale, we would. No, see, I don't have a boot deal, so I don't either. Yeah, I know. What up? What up? <laughs> what, what? So you're running a pretty stock. You, you did really well at the National Enduro. You probably didn't have. You, you know, I've read that you didn't have the run that you were looking for, and that's okay. It's that the National Enduros are still new to you. But what have you been working on? You know, what are what are the things that maybe following around Stu that you've learned, or you're like, oh, well, Stu does that. That's no good for me. I want to work on other stuff. You know, what what have you kind of been growing with? Um, you know, we, we basically been doing the same thing, you know, we, we, uh, go to the gym and, you know, ride as much as we can, but, uh, you know, we, we try to, we try to go to the gym more than we ride just because of the risk factor and, and getting hurt and all that. So, you know, that's the, that's the main thing with, uh, I just have somebody to stay with down here and train and stuff. So that helps me a lot as far as we push each other and, uh, you know, it's been going good. So before this year, did you ever have anybody to ride with train with that kind of thing kind of like what you have now maybe on a different level but did you have any other riders that you were hooking up with to train and ride before yeah actually i was the same people i was down here a lot last year too but you know ever since january i've been i mean i've only been home twice since january so i've been down here you know we've just been putting in the work so man and you know when we talked to Stu two weeks ago you could kind of tell that there was still a little bit of frustration, but that he was over that. You know, he's he's ready to. You know, he he's he knows that he's what they everybody have is awesome. The people that have stepped up to help you guys out um, have, are are great sponsors and legit dudes and totally there to help support you guys. So, you know, how does it feel to kind of now have to, I guess, 
you know, live up to more sponsors. Is that anything that like that you've kind of got to figure out? I, you know, I know that some sponsors are kind of like, hey, you know, make sure you rep us properly or whatever. You know, I've never had to do that Just kind of a contract. On. So yeah, is there any? <laughs> has there been any kind of that kind of pressure with that? Um, not not really pressure yet. I mean, I could see getting a little pressure when uh, you know if I'm not performing up to par, but uh, you know we just gotta you know represent our sponsors the best we can, and you know that's all we can do. And you know I think I put more pressure on myself than than anybody else could put on me. You know I, I want to do well, and you know I want to help or help uh, you know the team progress and everything. So it's more pressure on myself than uh, pressure from anyone else. So. Right on. That's Definitely. good. Yeah. I experienced that when I went onto the Yamaha team and I had never had sponsors like that before. And it was just like, you want to make them proud. And so you put a lot of pressure on yourself. And I mean, making yeah. all those changes like you've made this year, I mean, going, I mean, completely switching brands and then, you know, hitting the national enduro, something you haven't done before. That's a lot of pressure already. And then, I mean, usually the sponsors are really good about being really cool with you, you know, kind of that grace you know, period. That learning. Yeah. Like- yeah, they're yeah. they're usually pretty good about that. Yeah, and the guys over, I, I got to meet Max, uh, who apparently is one of the big fly reps as well that Dale kind of works with uh, this past weekend. He made fun of me. That's cool. He's a great guy. <laughs> and he makes fun of me too. So that's a good I think it comes with the territory. It's just he's like they're like, oh yeah, we support you guys, but you're weird. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so. I heard that you've picked up a new training regiment and that you're really big into basketball these days. Yeah, I actually played a little in high school until I hurt my knee, but yeah, you know, I've always enjoyed playing basketball. And uh, you know, we've been we've been going a few times a week here lately, so that, yeah, it's been fun. Nice. So, uh, that's like your new favorite thing though? I mean, that's like No, I mean, I've always liked it. I just uh I had knee surgery there for a while, so that's I didn't right, play yeah. for like two or three years, so you know, we just now started getting back into it again, and you know it's funny watching all these, all these motorcycle riders try to hobble around in the gym. It's it's pretty hilarious, but <laughs> dude, you don't want to play like a, a team sport. Yeah, you don't even yeah. want to know, dude. It's yeah. every like if my kid wants to play some Americanized sport, he is screwed because I can't give him any help. I played little league until like I guess eleven. And then at 12 is when my I was able to start racing some of the bigger, longer enduros with my dad. So that was when all that, that little league shit just like... got left in the wayside. So, yeah, dude, you oh you think they look funny dribbling a ball around a court? Put me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, it's pathetic. Yeah. I mean, just like everything else. But, <laughs> but more so. <laughs> okay, so we did have a question from the chat room from Skippy412. When I see this, it makes me think of Skippy John Jones. <laughs> It's a book that I read those with Liam. Does Coop read those to you at <laughs> yeah, night when he, he puts you to bed? Yeah, he texts me in. Yeah. Oh, we read Skip so John cute. Jones. Yeah, oh. it's, it's adorable. Skip it, John Jones. <laughs> do you, does he do voices? Because I do voices. I do voices. Oh. I thought those he would read to awesome. you. Well, I mean, I read a little bit better. I'm just kidding, babe. <laughs> Uh, he does, he's just like, <laughs> he's whatever, like, totally I'm in the chat room. Out. Screw you guys. <laughs> so uh, Skippy412 in the chat room was asking about the ankle saver foot picks. He just kind of wanted to know what you think about them. Was there any kind of transition into getting used to those um, being on the bike? Oh, they're awesome, I think. Um, there wasn't really much of a transition. You know, you don't really notice them until, like, you want to, like, stand up for some sandwiches or something. Or, like, if you're, like, going up a hill, you, like, put your heels down to get traction. Well, this, there's, like, a support thing there. So you can, like, use your leverage and, uh, you know, get more traction or 
or rest your heels on that through the whoops or whatever so yeah i like them i don't have a problem with them at all so very cool uh, has there been any times where there was like a hindrance from them no not i mean you can't even tell they're on there really and until you like until you get far on the back back of the bike or, and uh, put your heels down, you can feel the support there. So. Right, because it's one of those things where you look at them and you're like, oh, man, you should lean back a little bit and you're on them. But the reality of it is yeah. is that you're not really, you know, to really get to that angle, I mean, you got to be having your you know, your butt yeah. hanging off the fender. <laughs> like, yeah, a lot of people think they, like, drag more in ruts, too, and, like, you can't notice it at all, so... Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're dragging that thing in a rut, you're drugging your whole foot peg. Yeah, you're kind of yeah, it's the same as dragging a foot peg. So. Yeah, so don't like Zach Bell at Dallas when he tried to fly last year. <laughs> or was that two, it might have been two years ago, but that was so yeah. scary. And like, whoa! Did you get a chance to watch Supercross this past weekend? Yeah, I watched it. What'd yeah. you think, man? That was that's our that's our home home track in the sense that yeah. we don't race Supercross. <laughs> we never yeah, rode our bikes. Awesome. looked good. Oh yeah, it was man alive. How many times that should have been the fucking drinking game for Dallas Supercross? The dirt. Anytime they talk about the new dirt, do a fucking shot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Even they couldn't in the shut stadium, up about like, it. It's just all you heard was the talk about the dirt. Yeah. And then I saw yeah. someone post on Twitter, one of the writers, that uh, there was actually more like concrete and plywood by the end of the night than there was dirt. Yeah. And I was like, well. Yes. Yeah, well, that have, dirt have, theory out of the water. Because what happened, say like right off the start, they, they, they had that awesome, sexy bowl turn, right? But the problem was is that the way that the track narrowed so fast that they couldn't actually, like using that bowl turn was like a, almost a full second slower. So everybody was cutting to the inside, especially when they came off the finish line jump, which, you know, that's what that, that turn would have been even better for if they'd have made it correctly. They didn't. Yeah. And so they were all cut to the inside. I mean, yeah, after like three laps in any race, <laughs> that was already to the concrete. Like it was, or to the plywood, I guess that's yeah, on top plywood. of the concrete, but still, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Oh, man, that dirt. God, a new dirt though. <laughs> Woo, Dallas, baby. Go Dallas. <laughs> so, uh, and then two. I mean, how many? We had a crap ton of red flags, like the yeah. flags and stuff. And, I mean, we uh, do it big. Putting the, you know, we had a couple different heat races held back and then restarted, and then the 250 main. Every, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that nobody died. I know. <laughs> Are we sure no one did? I mean, that's true. There's a lot of people went to the hospital. There were a lot of, a lot of. Injuries. Yeah. But, well, uh, have you heard anything about uh, ISTE for next year? And I know that's way far off. I just I have zero clue if there's any chance that people start talking about that uh, this early. Um, no, we hadn't. I hadn't heard a thing about it. It's still pretty early. Yeah. So I didn't hear anything last year till probably around mid-season. So yeah, that's probably the same time we'll hear it again this year. So right on. Uh, Big Stew. How fun is that guy? Uh, he's a character that's for sure yeah has he told you about how awesome i am um no not really i just really i mean i just feel like Stu has such pull in the industry that if he every now and again you know like once a week shout out would just kind of like yeah just like yell about me to somebody about how cool i am (laughs) that seat time will be way bigger if you can pass that along yeah no pressure but just slide Uh, Yeah, I, I'll tell him the message. Oh, here's a fun question. So we got Jesse Peters in the chat room. It says, so since they're Mototech KTM and Mototech is a sponsor of J-Day, are we going to see them at a J-Day? Ooh, I don't know. We, uh, 
me and Steve talk about it for sure a lot, but, uh, you know, we hadn't really checked the schedule. I, I would definitely be up to it. You know, the M series looked pretty fun. I don't okay. know if, how we'd stack up. We might get smoked, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, uh, I've heard that it's just, it's, the, what we were talking to Jason Rains, that's what it was. When we were talking, he said that he raced one of the ones down in Florida last year or the year before that. And he said that it was a ton of fun, loved the format, but holy crap, he said getting used to the speed that those guys run for 30, you know, because they're only raced for 30 minutes. Like, he's like, they come out hauling balls, and you've just, like, he's like, you think that the guys go fast off the line at a GNCC? He's like, these guys go faster. He's like, they may not be able to do it for three hours at a GNCC, but at J Day, he's like, those guys are booking. I was like, whoa. So, yeah. Sprint Enduro? Close. Are y'all going to the Sprint Enduro this week? Is it this oh, weekend? yeah, yeah. What about the Sprint Enduro this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I think we're going to do that. So. All right, well, yeah, Ricky Russell will be there, so make sure uh, you guys you guys could literally do a head to head. You know? Yeah. yeah see, we'll see which part's better. We better bitchy. get our video out before they do that and yeah. steal our idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll, our video will be out. It's, it's funny, even Scott Bailey. Cooper Bailey's dad, your father-in-law, sent us an email while the show's going on. Are you guys going to talk any more about the FX? Is like, and then of course he asked if you and Coop have been working out and are you ready for the zinc race? Hey, uh, that's you don't get to ask other people that. Are you really? The answer's no. He did. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. He totally asked, and there it is. Uh, so cool. We'll have fun at the Sprint Enduro. Kick butt there. Of course, we're going to have a National Hare and Hound on the West Coast. So if you're going to be at the Sprint Enduro, you're obviously not going to be at the National Hare and Hound, yeah. <laughs> you know, in California. And then the National Enduro uh, the weekend after that in South Carolina. So, or is it North Carolina? Ah, dude, I'm all over the place. South Carolina. The next one on my calendar is Texas. So I, I, that's what I think is right. next. And then you'll be coming to Texas, right? Are you going to come yeah, to the National yeah, Enduro? After the GNCC. Have a big seat time party. And then it's the I know we we keep it would be really cool to be able to figure out a way to do some kind of thing with seat time um, out there on Saturday. Uh, we just have no idea what that would be at this point. I, I I am so floored right now with all the shit going on in my life that I have no idea how to plan anything else. It is kind of ridiculous, but that would be cool. I like that cool. idea. If you would like to take that ball and run with it, I'm not afraid to let you try. Mm, but I'll think about that. I will let you know that. I'm, that Steven is a stickler for details, and he will X-day <laughs> all the bad ideas. I need that like, full outline ready. <laughs> well, Trevor, we really appreciate you coming on the show again. Of course, we wish you luck at the GNCCs. We look forward to that when it does start up. And then, of course, you know, have fun this next weekend. And just let us know how it goes. You know, give seat time some shout-outs, try to get some more, uh, get, get some, more some views and all that kinds of stuff out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, dude. Thanks for crawling in your van and coming on the show. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Awesome. Like, I love the fact that, you know, when, when that people are so uh, just into figuring it, figuring it out, like making it happen, yeah. uh, make it work, as Tim Gunn would say if you watch Project Runway. Maybe I watch yeah. Project Runway. Y'all shut up. <laughs> Y'all shut up. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, make sure you tell Stu that we said hi and to just keep. Keep working that wrist so it doesn't, you know, get worn out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll, I'll send him a message. <laughs> Don't do it for him. That's awkward. No, I won't. It's good. <laughs> Later, dude. All right, see you. Peace. Awesome, man. Well, cool. Well, with what I, I mean, you kind of expect that this is going to be the way it works out, but you know, you kind of got the the guy on the FX 
enjoying the FX. You got the guy on the KTM. <laughs> what do you know? The yeah, so that makes sense. You know, a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. So we did get a chance to ride those two bikes, both of us. She did not just ride the Yamaha, and I Promise. did not just ride the KTM. We did switch them back and forth. We got really good stuff to say. We do have a video coming out later this week where we shot a lot of footage of us riding the bikes, kind of what we thought about the bikes as well. So definitely pay attention for that. Of course, we have the Baja Rally video will be coming out. We were working really hard to get it out for you guys this week, but of course, obviously that didn't happen. That's okay. It is still in the works, and it will be out soon. Son of a bitch, it sucks, but it's coming, I promise. <laughs> the video doesn't suck. No, the video doesn't suck. It's just life. Life. Life, yeah. bro. Life. It's just a kick in the... Mm, sometimes. Yep. You would know what that's like, but it's it's not comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So, Sea Time, presented to you by Fly Racing. Can't thank those guys enough. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Of course, the guys over at Stillwell Performance. So if you guys don't know with Stillwell Performance, obviously you can get some, you can get the best suspension set up for all your off-road riding needs. If you are looking to do even more than that, of course, they can help you out as well. But where they specialize the best is in off-road. Um, I look at what they've done for a lot of their, off, their enduro crush riders and a lot of the hard enduro stuff that they go to. That's a big yawn. <laughs> Excuse me. Show's not over yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> It's like, was it narcolepsy? Yeah. And you just like fall asleep. Uh, and so please go check them out, stillwellperformance.com. Can't appreciate their support enough. Those guys are awesome. Alan Stillwell's a great dude. He even, uh, actually, when he was on last time, he talked about uh, amateur and setup for Extreme Enduros. So that is super key. And what he said really made me think a lot about what my setup for the TKO was like because it was wrong. <laughs> You're like, so, yeah, it's going to be a lot better this year when we go this coming August. And then, of course, the Kenda Tires. So you go to kendatire.com and check those guys out. Um, the Washugal too. Really, really like that tire. Of course, with the TKO, we got a chance to try out some of their sticky rubbers, some of the prototypes. So those are neat too, but a lot of those now are going to be oh, available to the public and they're not just going to be kind of prototype. So you can get all the kind of sticky rubbers and all the specialty tires. We got the hybrid tires coming out. I mean, I good. I need to go to bed. This 30, be at 35. Where's the Skippy John Jones? <laughs> Skippy John Jones. Don't do it, man. I will fall asleep in this chair. <laughs> So definitely appreciate those guys. Appreciate those guys for that. What happened? I mean, what happened? You need some Starbucks. And it's just like following some bulletproof coffee. Keep <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it together, man. Yeah, keeping it together. So definitely, again, we're taking one more break. One more break in two weeks. We'll be back, and then we will be full bore every other every week every going from week. that point. So we're going to come back right after GNCC, right after Enduro Cross opener. GNCC. We're going to have had that National Enduro happen in, a lot of in South Carolina. Yeah. What do they say? What? Uh, I can't think. I don't know what the deal is. I'm losing my what? mind. <laughs> and then South round two in South Carolina. Okay. And then of course if we're getting ready for Zinc Ranch, we'll be talking about us heading up there to Oklahoma and to then race for two days. Race for two days before, the week shape. before the, the week National before Enduro the National Enduro in uh, in Texas. So it'll be interesting, in right? Years. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So everybody, go check out the archives. You can find us seattime.co is the website. Of course, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash seattime. We're on the Twitter. It's at seattime underscore CEO on Instagram. It's just at seattime. Please use the hashtag PintfulofAwesome when you're tagging all of your great riding picks so that we can find them a little bit easier, like them for you, and possibly send them off to Fly Racing to see if we can get that Pintful of Awesome award back. Because that would be cool for you guys. I think it would. Uh, remember, 
please subscribe. That way you know when all the videos that we post are up, like the Baja Rally video. If you subscribe, you'll know first that it's up and you guys can watch it. Of course, iTunes and Stitcher if you're looking to subscribe to the audio-only version. And uh, thank you very much. Remember, always enjoy a pint full of awesome, and we'll see you in two weeks. See ya. Peace.